0: Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and term supply. NerdWallet. Finance
1: smarter.
2: The moment you realized you were mistaking your kids for co-workers
1: Okay, team, I'm uh, taking my 15 now.
2: Taking 15 what? was the moment you knew it was time to get back to work. Let's job it up. At CareerBuilder, our simple, customizable search tool lets you search for part-time, full-time, and even work-from-home jobs so you can find a job that fits your lifestyle. Get started now at CareerBuilder.com
4: Um, I'm Bozma St. John. You're listening to Back to Biz with Katie and Boz, except there is no Katie this week because she is on excessive book deadline. And so I am flying solo. Um, I'm terrified. I'm very, very scared to fly solo. (laughs) But it's okay. You know why it's okay? Because I have my very good girlfriend who is an incredible person, Um, not just an entertainer and not just a creator but an all-around incredible woman uh, who is joining me today, Lala Anthony. And I'm so glad.
5: I'm so happy to be here. You're going to be fine riding solo tonight. I got your back. Don't worry about that. You are great in everything you do. I appreciate you so much. I do.
4: (laughs) You've really, you've done it all. You've done it all. Thank you. And you inspire me because- Thank you. There are so many facets of not just your personality, but your ingenuity, your innovation, the way that you transform yourself that I think so many people could learn from. You know, we we're in this time in which so many people are trying to figure out what they're gonna do, right? It it feels like a moment where we're all trying to uh, re-energize and trying to figure out how to create in this time when there is so much chaos Happening, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and trying to reinvent. And you, my dear, are the queen of reinvention. But can we can we also <laughs> just talk about how we first met? Because I feel yes. like you're my bestie, and um, <laughs> I think we,
5: I, I think I'm one of them.
4: <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. Actually, I should say that. Yes, one of them. Because otherwise, other people get mad. But that's right. And, and other your besties would get mad too if we just claim each other only, um, because we do run in a, quite a crew of impressive women. Right. Um, right. But But from I what I remember you.
5: I've always known Who you were And was always paying attention To all the amazing things That you've done And then I remember us meeting At the BET Her Awards Yes That's right And I said My cousin was with me And I was like You gotta go say hi to her And then like <laughs> Bring me over there And introduce me But like Don't make it obvious <laughs> Like I want to meet her but I don't want to look too thirsty. So can you like act like you want to meet her and then like introduce <laughs> We we I don't even know if you know that story, but we planned the whole thing out and then my, oh my cousin gosh. went it went in for the kill and then I came behind and we <laughs> met and I don't know. It's like it was like we've known each other our whole lives and we oh just hit gosh. it off from there.
4: No, seriously. Because the feeling the feeling that I had is that I I'd, I'd always seen you. You know, I'd always seen you either on TV or I'd seen you right. at different industry events or whatnot. Right. And so I knew of you and I knew you were sweet. Like you were always very kind, you know, whenever we passed each other and whatever right. event. Um, always really, really nice. But then, yes, when your cousin came up to me, I was like, <laughs> oh, yes. Here's my information. I think I gave for every piece of contact information. I was like, here's my cell phone. Here's my second cell phone number. Here's my email address. And also my so daughter's fun. birthday. I was like, whatever whatever she needs. Like just have her contact me. But so I just I'm I just love so you. I'm so
5: glad yes. and grateful. Yes, we've had an amazing friendship and it's always important to surround yourself with people that inspire you and people that push you and motivate you to mm-hmm. do more and and just fulfill your purpose and your passion. So you're definitely one of those people in my life. And I really appreciate that.
4: Oh, well, thank you, honey. I mean, the truth Oops. of the matter, though, is that you, you're you not new to this. You're <laughs> true to this. Okay. <laughs> like you, you've been at this, at this game of entertainment, of reinvention, mm-hmm. of storytelling, which I find is, you know, sort of a cornerstone of my own career, um, right. but in a different standpoint, because you've been... I mean, on on the microphone and in front of cameras for a long time. Can you talk yeah. about how you first started? Because it was like 15 or 16 years old, right? In Atlanta?
5: Yeah. Was it? So I started, yeah. I was an intern at 16 years old at a radio station in Atlanta. It was the same radio station that Ludacris worked at. But at that time, he went under the name Chris Lava Lava. So he was there and he had been in the <laughs> game, radio game longer than me. He's older than me. So he had been there a few years. And then I came up and I had just moved to Atlanta from New York. I'm from New York. And my mom wanted to get out of mm-hmm. New York and go to Atlanta. So we went there. And I started interning. And I was just like, you know, I'm going to bust my behind to get recognized and show everyone here that I'm a hard worker and what I could do. And they were like, but how old are you? And I, I started lying, saying that I was... 18 because to get the internship, you had to be 18. So I was like, oh, I'm 18. But I was only 16 years old and I got the internship and the rest was kind of history. I started on the radio with Ludacris. And then from there, I transitioned to radio in L.A. And then I became an MTV VJ and then a producer, actor, host, entrepreneur, all of those things. But definitely it started in radio. And that's my first love. And I know that my career, you know, took off Because of my love of music and it took me to all these different amazing places. That is
4: so, okay. So, but we got to pause though, because I mean, you just ran through like 17 careers. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like other people are like, yes, I want to be on the radio. And then they, maybe they get there. Maybe they get there and then they stay there. You know, but you were like, yes, I'm going to be on the radio and I'm going to be a VJ and I'm going to be an actress and I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I mean, my God. Okay, so let's 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 start from the transition from being on the radio to being a VJ. How did that happen and why did you want to do it and why do you think you succeeded at it?
5: Well, for one, you know, starting on the radio was an amazing platform. But then people would always say kind of what you said, you know, when you get on the radio, a lot of people just stay on the radio, like just be Mm -hmm. happy. This is how it starts and ends for you. You're on the radio. Like, that's it. You can't, she didn't want anything more. You're on the radio. And I kept thinking, well, why not? And I was like, after radio, what feels like the natural next step? And I was like, well, TV to me feels like the next step after radio. So when MTV, um, I was on the radio in LA and I became really recognized. People knew my voice and knew who I was. So MTV called one day. They actually called the receptionist at the radio station. I remember walking into work. I was at that time now, like 18 years old in Los Angeles. Mm. And they said, hey, somebody from MTV called looking for you. And it was like a, a sticky note with like a number on it. And I was like, oh my MTV. God. So I called and they were like, we just want you to come in. We've heard a lot about you. We just want to meet you. I was like, OK. So I came in and then they saw me and they were like, oh, you should be on TV. Like, have you ever thought about that? And I was like, mm. yeah, I've been wanting to do it. And then they went. I went through an audition kind of process where I had to interview people and show them that I could be good on camera. But I already had a lot of the lessons from radio, because even though you don't see someone's face a lot of times in radio, it's the same concept. You're interviewing people, you're being personable. So I brought all of that to my audition. And then they said, hey, do you want to move back to New York where I'm from and start hosting one of our MTV shows? And I was like, absolutely. And then I moved to New York and Started doing that and then ultimately during MTV I was switched over to become one of the premier hosts of TRL, which at that time was Girl. the biggest the biggest <laughs> show on television. Still is. Like when I go back and think of the MTV yes. days, I'm just like I'm in awe of it because when you're in a job, you're just kind of doing your job and trying to be great at it. But it does sometimes it takes you stepping out to look back and go. We were making history, like thousands yeah. of kids in Times Square every day, everything that was going on and to be at the center of that. And I also find it funny when people say, you know, I grew up watching you on MTV and, and I, it's a compliment. But at the same time, I'm like, guys, when I was on MTV, I was 20 years old. Like you're saying <laughs> it like, like, OK, you saying. were 17 and I was 20. Like, yeah, right. you grew up watching me, but we were <laughs> the same age. Yes. So it's just kind of funny. But MTV was such a great experience. And I made so many relationships there. And it was so great for me. And then as MTV started changing over the years and becoming like less about music videos and TRL was coming to an end, I was like, okay, now it's time mm. to make the next transition. And what what would that be? That would be acting, producing, more hosting. And so I went back to LA and really focused on pursuing my acting career, going to acting classes, working with an acting coach, really just taking it super seriously. It was always there, but like really laser focused in on mm-hmm. it going on auditions and then i started booking like small small stuff and my first big i was a people know me from like really young i was in you got served and two can play the game and all these these movies when i was young but my real kind of big break was when i became part of the think like a man franchise and i was mm-hmm. in think like a man one and two and after that is where i finally saw like wow i could really have a career you know in this thing and that's how it happened. girl. I feel like I'm rambling. For, I'm
4: just going. First of all, no, you're not rambling. This is history. Okay? This is history. It's like, everybody, pay attention. This is history. Because the truth of the matter is, you were at the center of a lot of things that started trends that we still see today. Right. You know, right. when you think about TRL and yeah. everything that was modeled after TRL, because before TRL, nothing had been done like that before.
5: no. No.
4: You know, so then you started modeling what that looked like. And come on, are you serious? Yes, I watched you on TRL, okay? (laughs) And the most amazing thing to me is that, of course, people are going to say, you know, they grew up watching you. But that is such an incredible accolade to be a somewhat mentor, a faraway mentor and aspiration to people who are your same age.
5: Yeah, it's cool. You know what I mean? It's definitely cool.
4: Yeah, because they're not looking at somebody who's, like, far, far ahead of them. They're looking at you, and they're, like, they're putting themselves in your shoes and saying, well, if she can do it, I can do it. You know, that's such an incredible space to be in.
5: Thank you. It was an incredible, incredible journey, and I don't take it lightly. MTV was an amazing place. I learned so much there. But even at the MTV level, like, I found some of the same challenges where, and I say this to my entrepreneurs and and people in business and just people that are trying to get ahead like it was the same kind of thing. Okay, you're on MTV now. This is all you're gonna do. You're only gonna be an MTV mm-hmm. VJ, and after MTV, nobody hears from you anymore. Nobody knows what happens to people after MTV, which a lot of my MTV hosts have went on to do amazing things. But at that mm-hmm. time, they would tell you like, just capitalize, maximize, because this is gonna be short lived, and this then is it. they'll be they'll this is it. They'll be on to the next one, and I the entire time I was thinking like. This being put in a box mentality, I don't like this. Like, Ooh. how can I continue to prove that I'm not going to be put in a box? So I was always like plotting my next move so that I wouldn't be put in this box. Mm. And now I'm out the box in so many ways. And I just want that to be an inspiration to people who are stuck in jobs where they feel like, is this it? Is this just going to be it for the rest you know, of my life?
4: Come on, sis. Come on, preach. Because the truth, that is the absolute truth, which is that when other people have put you in a box or you're in a situation in which you can't see your your way out because it looks like that's the only opportunity you have. Maybe you achieve the thing that you dreamt of achieving, but now what's next? What happens? Can you please just give us a little bit of that? Like what makes you so bold? What was it that made you feel like you could move to the next thing?
5: Well, one thing about me since I was a child, I never wanted to ever depend on anyone. I never wanted to be in a situation where I was depending on someone. So I always wanted to find ways to get it myself, to be independent and not feel like I had to b- rely on someone. And as women, speaking to my women out there, so many of us are feel like we have to be dependent or without another person. We can't get out of certain situations or we can't, succeed. And I'm here to tell you that, that that's absolutely not true. You have everything mm-hmm. you need inside of you. And I kept telling myself, you can do this. You can do this. I had to be my own cheerleader because along the way of any journey, so many people are going to tell you why it's not going to work. You know, just be happy where you're at. You should, You started from nothing. You have a little something. You should be good. Why are you even trying to get anything else? Mm. Like you're doing too much. You know, you're always going to hear that. So I had to believe, you know, in myself and push myself. And it all came from a place of not wanting to be be dependent dependent on anyone, wanting to be independent and be able to provide yeah. for myself and my family. And that that just kind of pushed me. And I always said, you know, whenever something to me starts feeling like a job, then I know it's time to go. Whenever it starts mm. feeling like a job and you're regretting going, I mean, we all have bad days, but when you're regretting going there every day, or you're just in this like hamster wheel of like the same thing every single day. And when that starts wearing on your spirit, that's when I'm like, you know what? It it's time to go. And I know mm. you also are a person who doesn't get put in a box. And that's something I admire about you. Like once you mm. make a certain move, we think we got you figured out Then you make it another move. Like you you <laughs> do what you need to do. But it's all moves to just continue, you know, finding your passion and your in your purpose. And it's like, OK, I checked that box off. I did what I had to do there. Now I'm going to this next thing. And I have very similar personality in that sense.
4: Do you feel like you still have to
5: prove yourself? Do you you feel like you still have to do that? 100%. More than people would would ever know. Especially, I find the most in my acting because as many years as it's been since I haven't been on MTV, there's still a large group of people where I'm, oh, that's La La from MTV. Sometimes it's hard to shake that from MTV Mm. and I'm proud of it. I'm not ashamed of it. I don't want to shake it, but I want to come in and be seen as myself and the character like oh she's just a vj that wants to act and there's a stigma around that so i always feel like when it comes to my acting i have to work extra hard to prove that i can do it but then getting on a series like power for six seasons and the the all the success power had and being a main character on there had really molded me and people started finally seeing it and then after power getting a call from lena waith who i love uh, and a door and runs the shy. Yeah. And she's like, shout out to Lena. She's like, come and audition. I want to see what you can do. I watched power. I liked it, but I want to see if you can handle this and to work really hard with my acting coach and grind it out and have to go prove myself. I mean, even at this stage, nobody's just giving you handouts because you're a friend or you're a cool person. You still have to earn it. And I always say, you know, we ask for these opportunities, but you have to be ready when you're presented with the opportunities. Like, mm. Oh, I want to get this. I want to get that. Okay. So when that moment comes, then what? Because a lot of times these opportunities are only going to come one time and you have to be, be prepared. Um, you know, So yes. I was prepared for the opportunity and now I'm on the shy season three, which has been God. amazing. But still working constantly on the phone or, or Zooming or in class with my acting. Like it's a never ending process. You don't yes. get to a point and just like, OK, I made it and I stopped. Stop working. It doesn't work like that. It's it's constant. It's constant work.
4: Yo, these gems right here, okay? <laughs> because seriously, the whole thought, you know, you and I have talked about this right. around the constant having to prove yourself, even yeah. when you have the yeah. damn receipts, okay? Yeah. To prove yeah. that you've already done it, that you can do it, you could do it better mm-hmm. than rest. Um, having to constantly prove yourself can yeah. be really frustrating. Can you it talk can a little bit about where you find the inspiration to keep doing it? Like, why are you not mad? Like, why are you not mad about having to prove yourself? You and I have talked so much right. about the fact that, like, oh well, why why is the incoming not coming the way that it should be? Right. 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 Why do we have to keep going out, ask for right. the opportunities? Why are you not mad Lala, <laughs> about that?
5: Well, well, one, I'm not mad because I'm so grateful to where I am in my life, like. My mom was born in a Marcy Project. So I grew up in Brooklyn. Like The life I live now and the opportunities I've been presented and just things I've done are beyond my wildest dreams. So if it was all to stop today, I've done more than... I could have ever dreamed of. I've been Mm -hmm. able to provide for my family and provide for myself and and my son. And I'm so honored for that. So there's nothing to be Mm -hmm. mad about. I'm I'm happy that I've been blessed with these opportunities. And getting mad is not going to get me to the next level. It it never had. What's going to get me to the next level is preparation and being Mm -hmm. ready. So when the call comes... I'm ready for it, and also to be able—I don't do it for other people, but there is still something great when so many people tell you you can't do something, and then you do it. You don't even have to say anything; you just—you just know what it is, and they know what it is when they see that deadline announcement or something. It's like, oh yeah, remember when you said? But cool. only you and I know that when that happened. But it's all good. <laughs> like it's some satisfaction. There. I don't care if people say it's not. It's some satisfaction. <laughs> it's some there. satisfaction. So, yeah. So I don't do it for them. I do it for me. But. I'm so humble and grateful and I'm I'm super believing all my blessings coming from God and I have so much faith that being mad, no, I don't know how how, how I would explain that. I think mm-hmm. I would be too scared that God would be like, whoa, 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 what's going on over there? And I don't want to play, I don't want to play those games. So I'm like, thank We're not you. playing. Thank We're you. not playing with thank God, exactly. Attitude of gratitude. Exactly. always. Attitude of
4: gratitude. Ooh, no, but
5: that's so real.
4: That is so real because I find that... Um,
1: Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu.
0: I'm Katya Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
6: Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh?
2: A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes!
6: Wait! Did we just invent California?
2: Discover why California is the ultimate playground at
4: visitcalifornia.com. Even when people doubt you, yeah. as they often <laughs> do, uh, mm-hmm. or when they ask you for the receipts and you're like, which one? Because I have right. like 100,000 receipts, so I'm not quite right. sure which one you want to see right, right. now. Um, to remember <laughs> that this, this moment is so much greater than yeah, any absolutely. that it's I so can agree great for myself, exactly, or that anyone I know has achieved.
5: Right? I know. I know. What? It's 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 wild. It's wild. It's I remember wild. my mom. My mom is so supportive. But even on the radio, she was like, "I mean, is that like a real job? Or pe- like, do people like the people going? Is that like I was like, Ma it is.' And then when I got the LA job, I had never been to LA before. I mean, I didn't live a life where I was traveling in L.A. and places like that. Mm-hmm. So when I got off the plane as a teenager to take the job in L.A., that was my first time ever in L.A. I was there by myself. My mom took the first flight with me and I just got dropped mm. off in a place, didn't know anyone by myself. But it's a testament to just being determined and really wanting it. And for me, I wanted to provide a better life for myself and my family and still do. So that's kind of what just keeps me going.
4: When we come back, Lala and I get into some quarantine realness. That's in just a moment.
2: The moment you realized you were mistaking your kids for co-workers.
1: Okay, team, I'm uh, taking my 15 now.
2: Taking 15 what? Was the moment you knew it was time to get back to work. Let's job it up. At CareerBuilder, our simple, customizable search tool lets you search for part-time, full-time, and even work-from-home jobs. So you can find a job that fits your lifestyle. Get started now at CareerBuilder.com.
4: You're listening to Back to Biz with Katie and Bose. Katie is finishing her book, and so I'm flying solo on this podcast with my friend and entertainment renaissance woman Lala Anthony. Let's get back to it. First of all, I can't even believe like we've been we've been in lockdown for how long has it been? Like it's three been months, like four, four months, months. Four months. Four, four. four. four months. Four. Who would have ever thought, ever I in know. a million years, that we'd I be all shut down And, for we're, four not and we're, so not we're not even done yet. That's what's so crazy. We're not even
5: done, and the problem God. is people are loosening up and it's just it's it's and i get it like i understand it's so hard to be contained for that long you just yeah. want to get out but we just still have to continue to be safe and and practice social distancing and wear a mask because we want to get this thing under control once and for all so when we're out we could really be yeah. out instead of like these little spurts of like okay i'm out i'm out and then you get shut down completely again so cuz so many states are going now, back into phase one. So, right? you know, we want to get past that and move forward.
4: Yes. So let's talk about also personally, like what yeah. that has been like for you. Um, you know, <laughs> beyond being grounded, <laughs> you know, like having to just sit down in one place, which has just been very odd for me. And I'm sure right. it's been odd for you because right. we're constantly moving. I think yeah. most of the time when I text you, my first thing is, where are you at, girl? You know yeah. what
2: I mean? Because I don't yeah. know where
4: you are. Um, We don't don't know where we are. So that's always the first question. But I think also just personally speaking, you know, having to sort of change literally where I am, you know, and being in the situation of um, having to take care of my daughter in a way that I probably haven't before, which, you know, has its own lessons. Right. Right. The school stuff. Yes. And. I think just even just being present all the time, which changes a relationship. How has that yeah. been like for you, like personally in your life? Like how, how has that been for, for you as Lala, the mom, <laughs> the woman in being yeah. in quarantine?
5: Um, You know, the mom part was tough because I always say, you know, we talk about how this is affecting us. And a lot of times as parents, we don't check in with our kids and we don't realize that. Look at the change it is for them. So it's like, no, Mm -hmm. do your work. Get in front of this computer. It's like, this is all new for them. So I really tried to be as patient as I could with my son because I knew it was a new world for him, this online class and stuff. I love the fact that we've spent so much time together. I only have one one child, you know, like you. And we really just had, our bond's always been incredible, but it's even, you know, tighter now. And just to really get into his mind and what he likes and to be able to watch documentaries and read books together to watch him play Fortnite some night you know whatever whatever we were doing that damn Fortnite gonna drive me crazy but yes that damn (laughs) Fortnite. but you know just to be a part of his world was incredible for me you know i i found myself you know reading a lot more Mm -hmm. i found myself doing a lot more self-reflection i found myself really getting in touch with where I was at mentally and personally, because when you are as busy as we both are, you just go, 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 go. And sometimes you don't even know how you're feeling because you just go, go, go. You, right. Hey, how you feel today? I'm good. Yeah. All right. Talk to you later. Yeah, everything's good. Like you're just <laughs> going, but you never really sit down and just stop and get in tune with yourself. So I was able to do that and, and learn so many things about myself. And then from mm. a work perspective, I mean, although things are shut down, I haven't done I, if I if I'd never do another live, Zoom, Grr, this, this is- that, I'll be good. I, it's every day. It's like Zoom, Zoom, Zoom. Live, live, live. <laughs> I loved it at first. I was all about the Zoom. Now I'm like, ugh. Okay. <laughs> one more Zoom, one more live, one more this. Um, that's been that's been the funny part. But I also think we're connecting with people in a way we never would. People have more time now. I've sold a lot of shows through my production company because people are listening more. They're more patient. Mm. They're sitting down. They're really hearing you out where you didn't see a lot of that before. It was just this go, go, go world. So that part's been really nice.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's for sure. I mean, listen, I didn't do my first live until... Like this moment, but like I never,
5: I've never done a <laughs> never, live. Never, Insta- yeah, no, I think like I did I ne- one or something.
4: May, I don't know. Maybe I did one. Maybe I'm lying. Maybe I did one, but not yeah. enough for me to remember. You know. And of course, yeah. it's like I think I remember when it, it started to pick up, and I would see the live across my, you know, the top of your Instagram, and right? And seeing so many, and I was like, what in the hell yeah. is going on? Yeah, everybody you know what was what I mean? on live. Oh, and it's here still, I go jumping good. In. Yeah, yeah, no, you're in. Are still doing it. Well, you're you're, in, in, you're, you're in, 100%. in. You're in hundred percent. So you're right. Yeah. I think at first it was very exciting, and now I'm just like, mm, okay, right, How right, I, girl. Now I know all the tricks. It's like, oh, you got to smile oh, when the lab first comes on because yes. you know that's gonna be the first. That's gonna be the first <laughs> shot.
5: I know all the tricks. I know all the tricks. Like on my Zoom, I got a great background, a background what? photo and everything. I had to figure out how to you know change the backgrounds depending on who I'm talking to. I pop up this Damn background, it. I pop up that one. Yeah, I, I got to figure it out. You See what I'm saying? I See, <laughs> I should have I should have
4: had that going because I, I'm I'm not in I'm not in my usual location. And so this is all when you're not in your l- usual location either. So we're all we're yeah. all like yeah, trying we're to just figure figuring out it what out. what we're doing. Yeah. Okay, so now on top of COVID, oh girl. Now we got to deal with racial unrest, which is right. n- nothing new to us because obviously right. we've dealt with it our whole lives, right. um, which by the way, I think perhaps even in your career and in, you know, the the um, ways in which you've been able to tell your own story, I'm sure has underlying messages in that too, you know, that you face your own bias and challenges, especially within the entertainment industry. Um, but speaking of our kids, like how have you talked to Kyan about... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
6: Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh?
3: A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes!
6: Wait! Did we just invent California?
3: Discover
2: why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com
4: that is happening what has been his response how are you dealing with it you know what i mean Mm -hmm. because i think it's different when you are experiencing it yourself than when you have to explain it to your kid that's a that's a very 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 different situation very different situation Um, with you
5: the good thing with kyan is this is a conversation we've been having with him obviously now in the current climate of everything it's been magnified but we have a 13 year old black son and we live in new york city my son walks around with a hoodie my son walks around new york he plays basketball he's in Mm. gyms he's on the courts outside so we tell him like this at any moment could be you you have to understand what's Mm. going on and you can't be oh that's not me or you're on a video game or you dribbling a basketball and you're not even aware of what's going on behind you so we Mm. made him watch certain things and and watch certain news programs that we trusted and respected to give the right message and talk to them about dealing with the police. We have some police in our families and had really candid conversations about what that's like and what's the right protocol when you get stopped and pulled over. And it's really unfortunate that these are the conversations we have to have with our kids. But it's the reality of where it's at, where you literally have to run drills with your kid. Like, okay, Mm. if I'm a cop, what do you do now? What do you say? Where do you put your hands? And my son is thirteen years old and he's he's big for thirteen like he doesn't look like a little kid so mm. it's um it's important and it's sad but also to see the way we've come together is inspiring and you know our voices are so powerful and for me personally when I'm hearing about all this stuff, I go right into like all right what can I do I'm not doing enough I gotta be doing something I got I gotta figure mm. it out so I've just had the pleasure and honor to get to know, you know, Brianna Taylor's mom, to be on, on Zooms with Ahmad Arbery's mom, Eric mm. Garner's mom, and talk to these moms and just talk about, you know, what I could do personally to help amplify their voices and calls to actions and what's needed. And Alicia Keys has been so amazing in calling me and making sure I'm looped into mm. the Zooms and the calls and different calls to action. So from that standpoint, I feel inspired and I feel like I'm using my platform for the right thing, but you always feel like you should be doing more, what What more yeah. can I do? And, you know, it's tricky because, you know, if you talk about what you're doing, then it's like, well, why are you talking about it and not just doing it? If you don't talk about it, then you're not doing anything. So it's like, you know, you got to find that happy medium, but it's not as much about that as it is about just using your platform and really making a difference. And I feel like I've, I've really been doing that. So I, I feel good about that.
4: We're going to take a quick break, but we'll have more with Lala in just a moment.
3: these guys to your production playlist. You'll find All worth Money Matters everywhere there are podcasts. Provide personalized assessments of the key areas you need to consider and master. Deliver next steps to take action and keep your retirement plan on track.
6: This episode is brought to you by Wix. Are you ready to take your business online? You need Wix, the leading website creation platform that's got all the tools you need to create, manage, and grow your brand. Over 200 million people are already using Wix's wide range of solutions to enhance their businesses, like ultra-smart SEO tools designed to get you found on search engines, faster loading times to create outstanding user experiences, and payment solutions to help you boost your revenue. Plus, with enterprise-grade security built into every site, you know you're in safe hands. So, whether you're starting your online business or you've got a side hustle, with Wix, you can design a site to showcase your work that'll look great on any device. You can also manage everything from one dashboard on desktop and mobile, so you can be available anywhere at any time in the office, at home, or on the go. Want to get started? Head over to Wix.com and create your website today. That's Wix.com.
4: You're listening to Back to Biz with Katie and Bose, and I'm talking to my friend Lala Anthony. And we're about to dive into this Black Lives Matter moment because just this month, July 2020, Lala's 13-year-old son, Cayenne is on the cover of Slam Magazine with his dad, NBA All-Star Carmelo Anthony. Father, son, silhouetted in black, both wearing hoodies, staring straight into the camera, and it is powerful, okay? So let's pick back up with Lala right now. I mean, I don't tell you, like, the hot tears that poured down my face when I saw the cover, the slam oh, wow. magazine yes. cover slam with him and Carmel. Yeah. yeah. listen, I can't even really talk about it. I want to ask you the question, but I could barely, I could barely get it out <laughs> because, yeah. whew, man, with them, like, seeing them and in their hoodies. Yeah. Whoo, girl. I see. I can't even. It's like, it's, yeah. it's, it's, like it's, it's too much. I can't even look at you because it's, right. it's like it's too much of me. Because I was just so struck. Thank you. So struck by it. Um, it was so powerful. And it was such a reminder because I, you know, I, I obviously have a daughter. Um, and although I have the conversations with her as well, because we know black women are not immune from right. the disasters that we see out right. here. Um, but seeing him, you know, that's my little nephew. I was right, like, right. "Wait a minute! Like, what <laughs> right. are we talking about? You know, yeah. like he has to be on this cover. He has to think about this. You know, his dad like has to talk to him about these things. Like, oh my God! And then you, as your as his mom, you know, th- with both of them, because right. like who who wants to think about the dad and the son leaving the house? Right, like, right. No, it's no, true. Nobody wants to think about that. No, you know nobody what I mean. And, and feeling right. fear over that. Right. So how right. how do you manage that? Like even as yourself, like for for both of them. Like what did you even think when you saw the cover? Did you see the cover before? Yeah. Like, so did you see they the shot picture? the cover
5: at the house, so I was there while it was being shot, and I just wanted mm. to make sure Cayenne recognized how powerful that was and what it really meant. It wasn't just oh I'm on the cover of Slam. Let me go tell my all my friends I'm on the cover of Slam and I'm representing Black Lives Matter. I'm representing mm. kids who have been. Killed senselessly to, to gun violence and, and police brutality that look just like me, that walk just how I walk, that talk just like I talk. I wanted him to even mm-hmm. understand how powerful that was. And that whole entire issue, which is out now, just deals with, you know, sports stories involving racism, sports stories that have been ignored because they've involved injustices or, you know, police brutality, just stories that we needed to hear. And Mello was the guest editor of that issue, which I was super proud of that. And oh. that's so iconic i mean my hope is that one day Cayenne has his own kids and can look back on that cover and say hey look when i was on the cover of you know slam magazine it's it's incredible but it was for a greater purpose which is to continue mm. to amplify voices and the message and make sure people aren't forgotten about like we said some of the hashtags might be dying down some of the protests might be dying down but there's still mm. so much work to do and you don't stop just because a hashtag isn't trending anymore or right. something.
4: Right, 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 right. And that's the thing is that because, you know, hashtags don't live forever, um, but we know that the pain of mothers do live forever. Right. You know, mothers who have lost their children. Right. Um, and like you said, you've been in contact with Breonna Taylor's mother and Ahmad Aubrey's mother and working mm-hmm. with Alicia Keys on so many of these communication platforms and using your own platform to do it. I mean, I think most of us, right, are so struck by these stories and we see their faces and we see the Mm -hmm. press conferences and it's, it's just so terrible. You feel it in your spirit and your gut. You feel ill, you know, having to think about what they've lost. But what is it that you've learned from, from these mothers, these women um, that you've had, you know, the privilege of being in touch with, um, unfortunately for such a sad and terrible evil moment in time.
5: Well, I learned that, you know, there's nothing in this world that can match a mother's love. And, you know, that is just such a powerful thing. And I learned what being strong really means. I mean, we all have problems and issues and it's like, oh, why me or why am I going through this? You have to look at what these women are going through that bury their children mm. to police brutality, to gun violence, to injustice and how they're still able to hold their head high and say, I'm going to do this for my son. I'm going to do this for my daughter. I'm going to get justice for my son. I'm going to get laws changed. I'm not going to fight or rest until it happens. I mean, it's so powerful and it just makes you feel like you got to be right there with them. You got to do whatever it takes to get whatever they need done, done. And you just want to take care of them. So I learned what strength really is and learned what power really is. And I learned also how much we can do when we band together. And help each other, whether it's as women, whether it's as black people, whether it's as a community, like our power is so strong. And a lot of times we don't recognize that our power when it comes to our spending dollar, our power when it comes to fashion, our power Mm. when it comes to anything is so strong. But a lot of times we've been made to believe that, you know, just be quiet. Don't say too much. Just stay in your lane. Don't ruffle mm. any feathers. And now people are like, no, we're ruffling feathers and we're calling <laughs> people out, you know, for their bullshit. We're we bringing people to the table. And it's been amazing to see because it's been a learning experience for everybody. Like, we all need to learn something during this mm-hmm. time and continue to educate ourselves and our, and, and our children.
4: Yes, 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 yes. And you know what? I think that's the that's the most amazing thing to me is, of course, about the future, you know, and yeah. what what we are learning about not just, you know, the frustration of the past, because even as I think about racial unrest, I'm like, listen, I remember when Rodney King, you know, was beaten and attacked and yeah. the riots that happened then in LA and all the other incidents since that have been publicly known. Obviously there are so many that are not publicly right. known, um, but also not losing the sense of optimism you know, because we do want a better world for our children and we see a better future even for ourselves. Like, I don't even just push it on our kids. Like, I, I, I want to see a better future for me.
5: <laughs> right. You know, no, it's, it's, like, tr- it's true. Right? It's like I, want, like, I need this change to happen sooner th- th- than later. Yes. Because it's been, been long right enough. It's Listen, been long enough.
4: Okay. Because like I was yeah. saying, like, even for yourself, like, you know, you've you've been in this business, in this entertainment and media business a long time. And we know yeah what that is like and what racism looks like in that industry, what gives you hope, you know, for the yeah. future, even for yourself, like short term, you know, are you I mean, seeing definitely any changes? When I
5: see just our children, our young people using their voices, when I see us banding together and looking at the protests and looking at everyone focused on this change and just how powerful we are when we come together, that gives me hope that makes mm-hmm. me confident for the future and us finally recognizing and realizing our power. We don't have to stay quiet. We're not mm-hmm. going to be forced to stay quiet. We're not going to stay quiet anymore and watching what happens when we actually do speak up and say, "You know what? No, I'm not going to do take this anymore. This is wrong." And just seeing the power in numbers is is an amazing, beautiful thing. So that gives me hope for our future and seeing, you know, the younger generation just doing their part to say, you know, we're not, we're not going to stand for this anymore. We want to grow yes. up in a different world. That's what definitely gives me hope.
4: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and because you're a storyteller, you know, someone who has used her own voice, like we were saying, since you were a kid, really right. um, and have evolved your voice through the years and obviously producing even, what is your your thought about storytelling for the future? You know, even even as you continue to explore your own storytelling,
5: of course. So to me, you know, I want storytelling to be about what we want our people to consume. Let's tell our stories. Let's talk about what we go through that only we're going to be able to understand. Let's talk about the things that matter to us, which is why I love, you know, even a show like The Shy dealing with growing up in Chicago and, Everything that's happened on The Shy. now, we shot The Shy before all of this stuff kind of mm. just hit the way it did. And it's like Lena wrote The Shy yesterday, just looking at everything's going on because this has been going on. It didn't just start. So shows that reflect what's happening out there and people can watch and go, that's me. I went through that. I can understand that shows for black women that show us being powerful, being mm. bosses, you know, being independent, you know, being great moms. Workers, wives, lovers, whatever it is, shows that, you know, uplift us and show us in a different light. That's what I want to be a part of that type of story, Mm. storytelling, like stories that matter to us. And I want to be able to look at shows, whether it's the shy, power, insecure. I mean, so many and say, you know, that's me. That looks like me. That that's a representation of who I am there's there's nothing there's no greater feeling than that yeah
4: yeah no i'm so i really am i'm so proud of you i really am Thank with you. all of the Thank evolution you. and your characters, um, you have played some very iconic characters.
5: Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Listen,
4: all the memes that have been created over <laughs> Keisha and everybody else. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like right we will, they go yeah. That the, Keisha thing, that's listen, that that's what is that what is funny. Listen, that got us all, okay? Because yes, yes. I know I i think I might have texted you that day as well. I was like, I think what? you did. I think you I was did, like, oh, I you, think you did.
5: I was like, you a heads up like that. I, I think you did I, I, know think, what you happened. Did. Like, I think you did <laughs> I think you did I think you did I think you did but like 50 always told me if you got to go out you want to go out memorable you want to go out where people are talking about it which I did because the show ended it could have just been like oh well you know what happened to Lakeisha but now it was a moment and yes. I used that momentum to take me into you know my next thing with the shy and to go from working with Courtney Kemp, who is a mentor and one of my closest friends, and just an amazing human being and writer, and then to leave that and go rock with Lena and the crew Mm -hmm. over there—I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm blessed, and and I'm just so so grateful for so so attitude of gratitude. The
4: attitude (laughs) of gratitude, Gratitude, okay? Yes. Because listen, you keep evolving, and that I feel like is a great message in this moment. You know, of, of especially all of this chaos and feeling right. quite lost and sort of adrift because we don't know when things are going to end. We don't know what to do. Yeah. Some people are waiting for things to get back to normal, you know, before moving on or getting back yeah. to what they always did. But perhaps it's like using the time
5: to reinvent. Yeah, it is. I mean, yeah, you know? that's that's a great thing. Reinvent yourself in business. Reinvent yourself in your your personal life. Just reinvent how you feel about yourself. Constantly do mental health checks on yourself. And like I say, it's okay to not have it all together all the time. Everybody is struggling during this time. It's Mm. hard for all of us. And if you feel yourself getting to that point or unraveling, not being afraid to call a friend or call someone for some Mm. help, because this is a lot for everybody. You're not meant to have it all together every single day, 24 hours a day. You're going to have your ups and downs and you have to be okay with that. And don't be so hard on yourself.
4: Yeah, no, that's true how are you keeping your, your mental health? Like, what are you doing for, I think self-care is such a buzzword and that's not really what I'm asking, but it's right. else, like, how are you keeping yourself feeling good and motivated and inspired? Well, you know, I
5: have uh, I have people that I, I go to when I'm feeling down, I talk to. Sometimes it's me saying a prayer, sometimes it's reading a book, sometimes it's meditation, uh, whatever it is. Like, you have to find what that thing is. Talking to a therapist, which is something that, You know, has been super helpful and, you know, for a long time, especially with us, it's like therapy. Like, what is therapy? Like, I remember my mom saying, you know, Mm -hmm. people would say, you know, only crazy people go to therapy. I'm like, well, the crazy people seem to got it figured out because we should have been going to therapy. And it's so helpful and you can't be ashamed of it. So whatever you have to do, but... You know, it's just about constantly checking in with yourself and understanding that you're not supposed to have it all together Mm. all the time. There's going to be good days. There's going to be bad days. That's part of living. That's part of the process. But just recognizing on those bad days what's causing it to be a bad day and how do you get yourself, you know, out of that?
4: Yes, 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 yes. Well, if there's one thing that I have learned from you, girl, (laughs) that regardless of the situation, be it personal, professional, whatever you find a way to rise up out of it. And I thank am, you. like I said, exceedingly proud of you. Thank um, you. And very, very grateful for your time. Thank
5: so you. So thank you for thank being Thank you. I had a great show. time. I can't wait till this is over so I can actually hug you because this social di- I don't like this. I want to give you a hug. I want to <laughs> hug Lael. I just want to see how you guys are doing. But I love you. And I'm, uh, I'm, I'm so proud of everything you're doing. And, you know, we talk all the time. So we'll talk soon.
4: Exactly. I'll call you later. No. <laughs> all right could keep talking to Lala forever. But that's it for this week's episode of Back to Biz with Katie and Bose. I hope you all enjoyed it. I had a ton of fun. So if you're not already, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And if you want more about the podcast, including our favorite moments from these interviews, you can find and follow Katie and me on Instagram. And while you're there, why don't you send Katie some good book-writing vibes, okay? Send her all the vibes, because I sure as hell miss her. (laughs) Come back, Katie. Come back. Come back. Okay. All right, y'all. Thank you so much. Bye.
6: Back to Biz with Katie and Bose is a production of iHeartRadio and Katie Couric Media. The executive producers are Katie Couric, Bozema St. John, and Courtney Litz. The supervising producer is Lauren Hansen. The associate producers are Derek Clements, Eliza Costas, and Emily Pinto. Editing by Derek Clements and Lauren Hansen. Mixing by Derek Clements. Special thanks to Adriana Fazio. For more information about today's episode, go to katiecouric.com. You can also follow Katie Kirk and Bozema St. John on Twitter and Instagram. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Uh, my
1: name is Aziz Shire. I'm a linebacker for the San Francisco 49ers. COVID hit so many different people from the very top to the very bottom. There's nobody not being affected by COVID in some way, shape, or form. And so I think that that brought a lot of people together. I've teamed up with CalHOPE to let Californians know about the resources and support available to all of you that may be dealing with mental health issues. Go to calhope.org to chat with a live person or call their warm line at 1-833-317-HOPE. That's 833-317-H-O-P-E.
3: Zumo Play.